This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome, all my fellow MAGA Force extremists, to the RBFTT podcast, Rangers Battlefield for the Truth. This is episode 42 and is being recorded on Sunday, September 4th, 2022, at 9.05 a.m. here in my birth state of Arizona. Would you like to stay updated on new episodes being dropped on Spotify and Anchor? How about staying up to date with current news, memes, and other great content? Well, then follow me on Instagram at podcast underscore RBFTT. Also, if you'd like to make a donation to the podcast, that'd be cool too. You can do that on the link provided on Spotify and or Anchor. Now, in this episode, I will be discussing the September 1st, 2022 Joe Biden speech that made Hitler blush. Now, I listened to the entire speech on YouTube. It's about 25 minutes. I listened to the entire speech. And I took notes during the entire speech. So uh, it's quite a bit. Uh, but we will be going over Every single little bit, every single quote um, that fuckface Joe Biden said during that speech. Now, before we get into that, before we dive into the speech notes, um, I'm going to play two clips. One is Alex Jones responding to Joe Biden's speech. It's about three minutes long. And then the next one you'll hear is about four minutes long, and that's of Democrats denying the 2016 election results. So I just wanted to play that before we get into the speech notes because a lot of what the reasoning of Joe Biden calling us extremists because we're election deniers, but all of them denied the 2016 election. So I just want to play that just to kind of get get everything started before the speech notes. So, again, it's about a three-minute clip of Alex Jones responding to the Biden speech and then a four-minute clip of Democrats denying the 2016 election results. I warned you he'd give a speech declaring war on America. They are locked and loaded to stage massive terror attacks. This country is on the footsteps of doom. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. They're the ones preparing violence. They have the history of provocateuring. These people are making their move on us. My God, with a fascist background. All they missed was the torches. When you go up on television with a red background, at nighttime with troops behind you adolf hitler wrote the book on it with 67 days out from the midterms where they know they're set to lose big despite all the dead people they've got on the rolls hoping they can steal it with mail-in ballots we're not dumbass leftists republicans don't blame the local police department when you have a tyrannical federal government so when they sit there and tell you that we're about to riot and burn things down and carry out terror, you can bet everything you've got on they've got their team set up and their Antifa operatives ready to pose and ready to provocateur and ready to launch it imminently. And they want to have a smokescreen of violence to bring in martial law. And they've got everything set up for it. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic everything he says is what they're doing to us it is absolutely ridiculous you're in a crosshair 
the military's watching you. We're going to censor you. We're going to lock you up. And they're going to go ahead and make their move on everybody. They're insane. That It will fail. It will blow up. And they'll get the war they keep talking about, which I don't want, because that's part of the New World Order plan to take the United States out. A hellish spectacle was a wartime speech, says Town Hall. Absolutely. They've got the ace of spades in their hand, which is false flags. They're getting ready to do it. I can tell you that people that have done this in third world countries and people that have run regime change agree there's an attempt by the leftist arm of the deep state to stage events and permanently bring America into martial law. This is real, okay? Before you launch a war, you stage false flags. That's the first thing you do. Because nobody wants to say they started a war. Bad guys start wars. They're getting a new Gulf of Tonkin ready. And who have they said the enemy is? Conservatives, Christians, nationalists, patriots, Trump supporters, Republicans. That speech last night with the military behind him says, and when we stage these attacks, we're coming after all the opposition. That's what they're saying. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, That's a real what thing. I'm scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you, you know, fight against that in 2020? You are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Could you be my vice president? <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. And he was put in the office because the Russians interfered. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see that. President-elect is a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. Do you believe Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. But there absolutely is a cloud of illegitimacy. So that legitimacy is a question, yes. So that was a very tainted election. And in that sense, it's illegitimate. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he knows he didn't. He knows he's an illegitimate president. Stolen emails. Stolen drone. Stolen drone. Stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't. Right. <laughs> the Russian attempt to have, to have the election, and frankly, the FBI is uh, weighing in on the election. I think make the make, makes his election illegitimate. There was a widespread understanding that this election was not on the level. We still don't know what really happened, Isaac. I mean, there's just a lot that I think will be revealed. History will discover. But you don't win by three million votes and have all this other shenanigans stuff going on and not come away with an idea like whoa something's not right here the outcome of the election was affected by their interference and now we need to know, you know to what degree uh if any the trump campaign was actually in collusion with the uh, with so Russia. he knows he's an illegitimate president so of course he's obsessed with me and i believe that it's a guilty conscience we actually won the last presidential election folks they stole the last All right, let's get into these speech notes. So for one, it's located in the Independence Hall uh, in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where it's an iconic area because that's where the Declaration of Independence was signed. That's basically where, basically, the, the country was founded, if you will. So... That location, Biden picked purposely. It was almost as a like a slap in the face to 
constitution to to pro constitutionalists to libertarians to people who are pro freedom and then the dark red background and the two marines in the back they that was their they were there they were put there on purpose the dark red background was on purpose, even though CNN, uh, you know, it came out that CNN tried to change it to pink. Good, good one, CNN. Good to see that. Good to see that even after all the firings that CNN's doing, they're still, uh, you know, doing a bang up job at being, uh, you know, professional and and uh, putting out non biased news. Then you had Jill. They call her a doctor. Just she's not a doctor. Um, Jill walked Joe up to the podium, you know, just to make sure he actually made it to the podium and walk off into the abyss. Uh, but then, even before starting the the speech, I mean, he he sat there, you know, basically had COVID a few times was coughing for like the first fucking 30 seconds. But once he finally went into his speech, there are a few, uh, more than a few things that I took notes on and wanted to bring up. First off, one of the things that kind of stood out was the quote, America is a beacon to the world. And I love it when Americans say that. Because of Americans, I love when Democrats say that because to me, it's which is it? Is America a beacon to the world for freedom, for hope? Or is it a country that was built on the back of slaves, colonialism, and white people are fucking bad? Uh, and, and the system that's just out to get black people and suppressive. Which is it? Because we can't be both. You can't be a suppressive society and suppress minorities and a racist country. But then also be a beacon to the world. See, you can't have it both ways. But hey, like always, you'll you know if you listen to the speech, you'll see. I mean, you'll hear Joe Biden talk a lot about a beacon to the world and and and, and the soul of America and faith and you know hope and moving forward. All this is just words. There's absolutely no action that they, that they that he's him or the Democrats have put behind those words, just like with Obama hope, you know, that was like the campaign slogan hope. There's nothing behind hope. What, what are you going to do? What, what type of, at least with Trump make America great again. Okay, cool. How are you going to make America great again? Democrats don't do that. They go, you know, boom, hope. Okay. I guess we could just hope. That things are gonna get better. See how there's no promise behind that. You see how there's no. You don't need any like actual, like physical actions behind that, because it's just it's hope. It's faith. He said the quality of democracy is under assault. Must be honest with ourselves and to each other. Too much of what is happening in the country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens our republic. And the crowd claps and cheers. Yes! Yes! Just like they did when, uh, you know, they said the unvaccinated should should go into fucking concentration camps. Yes! Throw them away! Shun them from society! 
with that statement right there. Him saying the country, to, what's happening in the country today is not normal. Basically, he's saying we're normal. They're not. And how do you get rid of something that's not normal? You do things, unconventional things that you wouldn't normally do, right? It's not normal. And that's why he called Republicans, MAGA Republicans, extremists, domestic terrorists that threaten the republic. I like also how he says that uh, on and off, they'll say, the threaten our republic. We're a democracy. What are we? Are we a republic or are we a democracy? Because we can't be both. Those are two different things. Democracy and republic are not the same things. They're two separate things. But leave it to Democrats to just to not know what the fuck the difference is. He continues on the speech saying, No question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, and that is a threat to this country. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution, the rule of law, the will, the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of free elections. See, everything that they say, they do themselves. They do not respect the Constitution. Right. So he says Republicans don't respect the Constitution. It's the Democrats that don't respect the Constitution. They don't respect the rule of law. Well, it's the Democrats that don't respect the rule of law. We've seen that time and time again. They don't respect the will, the will of the people. Well, we've seen that time and time again of Democrats not respecting the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. Well, I just played you a three-minute clip of multiple uh, Democrats not accepting the 2016 election. So everything that he says lie and that majority of it they are doing themselves. He continues by saying empowering, uh, they're empowering election deniers. Magify and think about that the election denier, right? It, it, it's another key uh, phrase that just like with Black Lives Matter, if you don't support Black Lives Matter, it's oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're fucking racist. You don't think black lives matter? No, 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 no. I just don't think that. I don't agree with their, or no, their organization, how they run things. They steal money, uh, you know, from charity, as it's come out multiple articles now. Uh, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. You didn't put a black square in your thing. You don't support black lives matter. Same thing with fucking the COVID vaccine. You're an anti-vaxxer. No, I've kind of had my flu shot a couple of years ago, and and the military had eight different vaccines, you know, one, some in training camp, uh, doing basic training and a couple more when I went to Afghanistan. So it's kind of hard to be an anti-vaxxer when I've taken vaccines in the past. You know, that's like saying, <laughs> you, you're, you're transphobic, you're, you're anti-gay. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's like telling the gay person that it's like, it's like, oh, dude, I suck dick. Like, what? It's like telling about black people and Democrats love doing this. It's like black Democrats love telling black people that they're that they're that they're racist against black people. They're coons. Same thing with climate change. 
You're a climate change denier. Think about that statement. You're a climate change denier. The climate is always changing. It will forever change. As long as the earth remains until the sun explodes and destroys the earth, there will always, every millisecond of the day, the climate is changing. But see, they can't use global warming anymore because it's not really global warming anymore. If anything, we're closer to an ice age. But so that's why they changed it to climate change. Because then you'd be like, oh, you're a climate change denier. See how that how, how it's used? Same thing with election. Election denier. No, I'm not saying denying elections. I'm just questioning the the election and questioning some of the votes not denying anything much like what their the democrats did in 2016 with hashtag not my president remember that he goes on to say MAGA forces um give have you know give you no right to choose no right to privacy really no right to choose what to do with your body no right to privacy. Huh. What has happened the last two years where Democrats have given people no right to choose what to do with their body and no no right to privacy? Huh. Well, there's censorship on social media uh, and there's forcing your children and people adults to masks to mask up and to forcibly uh inject people with uh, the vaccinations but please biden see again another example that he says that MAGA forces republicans say that they're not going to give you the right to choose what to do with your body and no right to privacy he they're doing that not the MAGA forces. They said they're looked at as patriots. So there you go. He's he's demonizing patriots. People who call themselves patriots. He just demonized them. They will look to thwart the 2022 and 2024 elections. So translations, Joe Biden and the Democrats will look to thwart the 2022 and 2024 elections. Trump and MAGA are a clear and present threat to democracy. We are not powerless to stop this ongoing threat to democracy. Uh, this extreme MAGA uh, ideology. MAGA, MAGA thrives on fear, division, darkness, anger, chaos, and lies. Uh, sorry, lies. Uh, lies. I want to move forward. Hope and dream. This is a country that respects fair elections and the Constitution. We do not encourage violence. Really? That's funny. What happened to the summer, summer riot, the summer 20 riots? What happened to the riots back in 2016 when Trump won? You don't encourage violence? What about all those people, those triple supporters that you beat up? That you ripped hats off people's heads, um, even my some of my stuff on the on, on uh, uh, property got destroyed that said Trump on it. But you don't encourage violence. Interesting. See, we don't we do not encourage violence. Translation: We encourage violence. He continues, history tells us that the blind loyalty to a leader and willingness to commit violence is anti-democracy. We must confront MAGA extremism. So there you go. He says, so he just basically gave them permission to confront using violence MAGA supporters. 
And when he says history tells us that the blind loyalty to a leader and willingness to commit violence is anti-democracy, are you talking about Dr. Fauci? Are you talking about the vaccine, CDC? They're, they're a leader. I thought Dr. Fauci's a leader, right? Medical leader? What about that blind loyalty, right? Trust the scientist? Trust the, trust the science? He continues, Today there are dangers around us that we cannot let prevail. No place for political violence here in America. FBI has gotten death threats for doing their jobs. No, they haven't gotten threats for doing their jobs. The FBI has gotten death threats for not doing their job or for doing their job incorrectly. We cannot be both pro-insurrectionists and pro-Americans. So basically saying, um, if you're a Trump supporter, you're not an American. If you're a pro-insurrectionist, you're not an American. Continues on saying, democracy cannot survive when one party believes only two outcomes in an election. When? Or got cheated. And that is where the MAGA Republicans are today. They do not understand that you cannot only love your country, only that you cannot love your country only when you win. Sure you can. <laughs> you can love your country and and even if you're even if even if you're fucking losing. But see again, translation. Democrats only love the country if they're winning. See, everything that he says, it just translates back onto themselves. I will not stand by and watch as the will of the American people be overturned by wild conspiracy theories and baseless evidence of election fraud. Again, translation, it's not a wild conspiracy and it's not baseless evidence of the election fraud. I stole the election. That's the translation. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage, darkness, and despair. They spread fear and lies. Lies for profit and power. And the crowd claps and cheers. I believe we can make America safer. And that's why we pass more gun law safeties gun safety laws since Bill Clinton. Because that's how you make America safer. Take the guns away from the law-abiding citizens. Today, COVID no longer has control over us. Really? Is that why you're coming out with your third fucking booster? Hmm. No matter what the white supremacists, and this is a good one, he says, no matter what the white supremacists and extremists say, I made a bet on you, the American people, and that bet is pay, pay, paying off, proving that from darkness, the darkness of Charlottesville, COVID, gun violence, and insurrectionists, we can see the light. Basically, he says, no matter what the white supremacists and extremists say, so he's gotten to the point where he doesn't even call, he doesn't even say Republicans or MAGA anymore. He's gotten to the point where he just says, "I'm just gonna call you for what, what how we see you, white supremacists and extremists. We don't even see you as a political party anymore. We see you as non-human, and we're gonna blame code on you. We're gonna blame Charlottesville on you. We're gonna blame gun violence on you." Um, everything that we're going to blame on you. And then he says, kind of out of nowhere, we will end cancer as we know it. Mark my words. Uh, and I know he said that before. I don't know what, what his big deal is. Sorry, I don't know what his big deal is about ending cancer. Um, I, I can tell you one thing, Biden, that's not going to go well with the health industry. Um, they make a lot of money off of people having cancer. I don't know if you noticed that or not. But anyways, continuing. 
MAGA Republic believes that for them to succeed, everyone else needs to fail. Empathy fuels democracy. Oh, empathy fuels democracy. Is it the same empathy as, as, as how you force people to mask Joe Biden? It's the same empathy of how you're calling everybody white, the people you don't like, white supremacists and extremists? The same empathy of how you force millions of Americans to get the COVID jab? He continues, those folks, and he's pointing to a bunch of conservatives who showed up in the crowd. Um, They're yelling in the back. He said, they're entitled to be outrageous. They have never suffered from good manners. Speak up. Get engaged and vote. Vote. And if we do our duty in 2022 and beyond, then ages still to come will say we kept the faith in democracy. Yeah, when he says get engaged and vote, who, who do you think he's saying go vote for? Just like when the NFL, the NBA, you know, anybody says go vote or, or you know, your work sends out an email saying take time, go vote. Who do you think they're saying to go vote for? You think they're saying go vote for fucking Trump? No, they're not. Um, and then basically the speech ends. Jill comes up um, and escorts Joe off the stage just to make sure he can get off the stage because he's probably lost. Now, there is one thing that um, I noticed, and there's a couple mentions in Biden's speech. So this was supposed to be a time in Philadelphia, you know, um, in Independence Hall. This is literally supposed to be Something where you're supposed to unite the country. <sighs> Sorry, I had to suck down that tea. This is supposed to be something that you would unite the country. And instead, on purpose, did the exact opposite. Did he mention China at all? The threat of China? No. Did he mention the rise in crime across the country? Mostly in Democrat states. No. Did he mention inflation? No. Did he mention the fentanyl? Drug overdoses? No. Did he mention the southern border crisis? No. What the fuck did he did mention, though? Well, he mentioned Charlottesville once. He mentioned... January 6th insurrection about five times. He mentioned Donald Trump three times. He said extremism seven times. He mentioned violence 10 times. He mentioned Republicans 16 times. And he mentioned MAGA 13 times. So uh, those are his priorities. Not the threat from China. Not inflation, not fentanyl, no, nope, 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 nope. That speech just told you not only what they think about you, but what their priorities are. And their priority is a one-party system. That's what they want. They want a one-party system. And they know if they win in 2022, they will get that one-party system. If the Democrats win 2022 and they win in 2024, you won't see the Republican Party anymore. They will get rid of it. But I'm going to explain a lot more of that with the... um, the end of the episode here with the summary that I have typed up here. Uh, but before we get to the summary, um, I do want to play a short clip. It's about 45 seconds of Joe Rogan talking about war and veterans. And uh, this sound clip will set up basically my summary for this episode. 
What are the number of veterans in this country? I mean, it's got to be more than a million. There are so many people in this country that really understand violence. And they're not the ones calling for violence. They're not the punch of Nazi people. Right. The people that really understand violence and have seen violence and have committed violence for their country, those are the motherfuckers that you break glass in case of war. You need them. And people don't understand that. Like, these, these people running around calling for violence, calling for a, a revolution. Like, you are going to open a door that you can never close. And when those fucking soldiers come pouring out of that door and they want to defend what they think is an attack on their freedoms and their country, you're fucked. All right, so that's some pretty powerful stuff from Joe Rogan. And... Damn, is is that not the truth? This is this is a war, folks. Period. And Joe Biden just said it was. Joe Biden just declared war. You don't think it is? Why not? Have you forgotten the ripples in the water that has led to this moment? The Democrats spent the entirety of 2015 convincing many sheep, including myself. I was not always a Trump supporter. I voted for Hillary in 2016. I got all my news from CNN. So I spent the majority of my time, if not 99% of my time, you know, watching the NFL, fantasy football. And then any news I would get, I would just turn on CNN because it's the most trusted name in news, right? So I know. I've had first, trust me, I've had first-hand experience of what it's like to be a sheep. Of what it's like to be just an ignorant fuck. And the Democrats spent the entirety of 2015 convincing me, sheep, that Trump was a clown. A joke. Someone not to be taken seriously for president. The Democrats and their controlled mainstream media underestimated the will of the people. They thought they were going to just be able to call the other half of the country deplorables and, and they were going to be fine. And what happened? Majority of the country chose Donald Trump on November 8th, 2015. The Democrats were so shocked after that defeat, so embarrassed that they told themselves never again. They spent the next four years convincing the sheep that Trump was a racist bigot and created political violence. They created, yes, the Democrats used political violence, created it, against the Republican Party from 2016 to 2020, and even still to this day. What has happened since then? The wolves have convinced nearly 70% of the country that masks stop a virus, that a poorly tested vaccine is the only way to get back to normal. And if you don't do either, you should be placed in a concentration camp. These are the same people, mind you. And this is article from January 19th of this year. Remember when there was a poll taken that said nearly half of Democrats would back temporary detention for unvaccinated? Nearly half of Democrat voters would back measures requiring that the unvaccinated live temporarily in designated facilities or locations for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine? And that was a, a poll earlier this year. 
If they can be convinced that the unvaccinated need to be terminated from their jobs and placed in detention camps, is it not possible that these same people cannot be convinced to start a civil war against Trump supporters? These are the same people that have compared Republicans to Putin and white nationalists. And that article, Key to White Survival, how Putin has morphed into a far-right savior, the Russian president's strongman image, and disdain for liberals has turned him into a hero for white nationalists. In other words, Republicans. Even saying that some of the uh, the meeting that Taylor Green attended, they called it a white nationalist conference. These are the same people, such as the FBI, who labeled parents as domestic terrorists and spied on them at school board meetings. Remember that? I remember that. Wall Street Journal even wrote a piece about it titled, About Those Domestic Terrorist Parents. It's a whole article about how the FBI wrongly went to a school board meeting, labeled parents as domestic terrorists because that information leaked out. And they had to apologize to those, to those parents that were complaining about basically gay pornography being taught to their children. These are the same sheep the same ignorant fucks, the same corrupt agencies, the same corrupt media that lied to you and are still lying to this day about the origins of COVID, the effectiveness of masks, the safety and efficacy of the vaccines. That said during the 2020 riots and lootings that they were peaceful protesters. These are the same people who told us that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. The same people that said Ukraine doesn't have bioweapon labs funded by the U.S. It turns out they did. Same people that said Ukraine um, <clears throat> had a jet fighter called the Ghost of Kiev that shot down like multiple Russian jet, jet fighters. That was later proven and verified by the Ukrainian government that that was war propaganda. I can go on and on and on. But Joe Biden's speech a few nights ago was not one of unity, hope, and or freedom for all Americans. The Democrats are not playing games anymore. They know if something is not done soon, they will lose the 2022 midterms and then the 2024 election. Just like the Democrats learned from their mistakes of 2016, they are adapting quickly to their new threat as they call MAGA forces. If we learned anything from history, we learned how did Hitler convince millions of Germans that all their problems were because of the Jews. He started small and worked his way up. Hitler staged false flags and demonized other political parties to get into and stay eventually stay in power. He then demonized and labeled Jews as threats, as disgusting, vile human beings to German people. Sound familiar? 
Democrats have demonized Trump supporters and now have labeled Trump supporters as domestic extremist threats to American democracy. First, the attacks from the media. Then the Department of Homeland Security last summer stating that the election questioners are domestic terror threats. The Democrats hiring 87,000 new IRS agents, armed, willing to kill. FBI, which is just another extension of the Democrat Party, going after Trump. And now you have Joe Biden calling for a civil war against millions of Americans. They They are already making it seem normal for a president to give a speech like that and, and call the other political party extremists and terror threats. I'll read a couple articles from The Atlantic that came out today. This one's titled, The Speech No President Should Have to Give. Joe Biden's Duty Made It Necessary. The speech, Joe Biden's soul of the nation address about the growing anti-constitutionalism of Republican extremism. A sad duty. Joe Biden told us last night that the American democracy is under attack. He did so in plain language and left no doubt about either the dire nature or the source of the threat. Most important, he named names, including, and finally, Donald Trump. The president took a political risk and spoke the hard truth that a significant number of citizens of the United States of America concentrated in the rotted-out shell of the Republican Party have become extremists who are engaged in anti-constitutional opposition to our system of government. We should be deeply troubled that Joe Biden had to give this speech at all. And make no mistake, he had to give it. His duty demanded it. As Biden rightly said, the American democracy faces an ongoing attack and from what he termed MAGA Republicans who do not respect the Constitution, the rule of law, or the will of the people, or the results of free elections. Indeed, I'm not sure it was strong enough. I bristled a bit when the president spoke of the reasonable Republicans with whom he could work. Who are these Republicans? Where are they? If you're going to give a speech about how millions of people now live, as Biden said, in the shadow of lies, and you think there are also reasonable people among them, you should encourage them to come into the open and fight alongside you. This is the same kind of speech a president must give in the face of a national tragedy. The president of the United States has told us directly that our system of government is under attack. Is under attack. What happens next is in every way up to us. And then they came out with another one. Just hours later. Pumping them out. The justification for Biden's speech. So much of it was true. During his presidency, Trump repeatedly used places of national memory for partisan purposes. He gave slashing partisan interview to Fox News from the Lincoln Memorial At Mount Rushmore, he denounced a new far-left fascism that seeks to wipe out our history, defame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Except in the 2020 Republican nomination on the grounds of the White House, he predicted that his Democratic opponent, Joe Biden, would be the destroyer of American greatness. So there you have them comparing Trump saying that the far left is fascists. And this coming from a time when 
for five years they were calling Trump a white nationalist bigot. See, they're just making it normal. He said to drive home from what the speech was all about, Biden turned at the end from his defense of democracy to a reminder of his party's record of accomplishments over the past two years. COVID relief, infrastructure spending, action to reduce prescription drug costs, and action to slow climate change and student debt relief. Well, for one, COVID relief, what COVID relief? We're still having, we, COVID's still here. It's still COVID emergency powers that are open and be still being used. As I said before, you got a third booster shot coming out. Infrastructure spending? You mean the trillions of dollars that got fucking spent? That taxpayers have for, for, for years and years and years to come have to pay? The infrastructure bill that, that's raised inflation? Action to reduce prescription drug costs? You mean what Trump did during his presidency? And Biden just copied it and plastered his name on it? An action to slow climate change? What action are you doing to slow climate change besides making everybody, besides getting rid of, getting, getting rid of gas and oil and making everybody uh, attempt to fucking either get a $65,000 electric car that doesn't work or not drive on the fucking streets? And the student debt relief bill, what are you talking about? 10,000. Okay, first of all, he's giving the student loans to people who, 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 it's not free. You're just having someone else pay off their student loans. And also, it's only 10 grand. It's not like you're paying for the even half of it. A normal college degree is $50,000. Cool, I got 10,000. I'm still paying 40,000. Basically, instead of 20 years, 25 years to pay it off, I'm like at 18, 19 years to pay it off. Thanks, Biden. Guess that helps. But the article continues. The response from Biden's Republic opponents has been hotter than mere uh, tutting. Biden's sharp speech has only one justification. So much of it is true. We've seen electric. Uh, the intimidation and threats have come almost exclusively from Trump supporters in the grips of delusions about the 2020 election spread by the defeated ex-president. Whatever was true four, five, or six years ago in the 2022 Trumpism cannot be regarded as some anomalous strain in U.S. politics. What began as deviation has become mainstream. What once could be minimized as a recessive tendency within the Republican Party has become the dominant one. Biden won a great many votes in 2020 from people who did not especially support the Democratic agenda, but a hope that a Biden presidency would restore politics as normal in the United States. They hoped that the defeat of Trump would jolt his party back toward accepting the rules of the Democratic game. See? That's what it is at the end of the day. When Joe Biden talks about, oh, I've worked with Republicans, he hasn't worked with Republicans. Those aren't Republicans. Those are rhinos. Those are new world order politicians. And that's what these people want to get back to. They want to get back to the George Bush days, the warmongering days, the Obama days. That's the normal for them. The new world order days. That's what's normal for them. Trump changed the rule of politics. You have no choice but to adapt. So you get two articles just from the Atlantic, and there's many more from other from other sources, but of just normalizing the demonization and the political violence. Because it's necessary, because you're fighting Nazis. That's how they see it. So again.
how did Hitler, you know, convince millions of Germans that all their problems were because of the Jews? You're looking at it. You're looking at it. It took years for Hitler to accomplish what he eventually accomplished, and that was killing millions of Jews. It took years. It wasn't just done overnight. It was a slow process of, of demonizing a certain group of people. They already... Um, you, you can see they're already doing it. It's just how long is it going to take? Is it going to take another six months? Could take another, I mean, a year, three, four. Are they going to wait till 2024? Are they going to wait before 2022? Are they going to do some kind of false flag? When are they going to do? Are they going to Are they going to let Biden take the fall and assassinate him? We don't know, but whatever fucking, whatever, if there is any attack before the midterms or before the 2024 election, you can guarantee it's a false flag completely done by the FBI. But to wrap this up, I'm going to make my statement right now by saying this. Uh, I will not start a civil war. I do not want violence. I do not want to start fight a fight with the government. I do not want to go to war. Anything like that. I enjoy my life for what it is. And I have many plans in the works to, uh, to improve it, including a wedding next year, a career, possibly going to plumbing school. I mean, just a lot of things in the works. I, I mean, I enjoy little things. Trying to get back into the NFL. I've taken a, hi- a hiatus from the NFL for the last two years. Really, sports in general. I haven't watched in the last two years. So I'm trying to slowly get back into it. And, you know, just little things like I like playing Madden. That's my guilty pleasure. I like playing with friends. I like going out. I like drinking. I like, you know, going out, trying new restaurants. And, and I want to visit new states and there's a lot of things that I enjoy doing that a lot of us take for granted every day. And I do myself at times, <clears throat> you know, love my fiance, my two dogs, my friends. I want to live in a free country period. However, if, and I think it will, in my opinion. A civil war comes knocking on my door. I will not hesitate to answer it with violence. Will I survive the civil war? Chances are slim. But that's why it's called a war. I've gone to war before. In Afghanistan. And that one was one where I didn't volunteer to go. <laughs> so you can imagine how it would be if I voluntarily went to war. I think I can say that about a lot of vets. But I'm speaking right now to Joe Biden, the Democrats, the IRS, the FBI, Black Lives Matter, and TIFA. There is only so much that a man can be pushed to. Every man has his limits. Some stronger than others. But at the end of the day, 
every man gets pushed to the limit. And if you back me into your corner and bring war to my doorstep, I guarantee you, you will be met with unchecked, rageful violence. I'm not some puss-ass BLM or Antifa that burns businesses to the ground or attacks innocent bystanders to make myself feel tough. If you want to take away what I have, everything that I've worked hard for in my life, everything that I've earned, if you want to come and destroy my life, okay, after I've tried, multi, you know, millions of us, I've tried multiple times to remain peaceful. Just We just want to live our lives and just do things the right way. If you want to come to my doorstep and say, basically tell me to go fuck myself, then you can expect violence. You want violence? I will give you violence. You want war? I'll give you war. But I warn you now, once this war begins, I, amongst millions of other MAGA extremists, as you call us, will not stop until you and your loved ones are screaming and begging for forgiveness.